A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode where today's thread is around unsung heroes. And it is my immense pleasure to wel- welcome, well, welcome, <laughs> welcome back, Gail Acaster. Gail, a very humorous and warm welcome to you. <laughs> oh, good morning, Paul. Lovely to be on the show again. Absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it so far. So um, I think we've covered every topic under the sun. So it's been an interesting <laughs> ride. Uh, but yes, I thought, I thought he was uh, going to call me a whale then, so uh, which would have been <laughs> terribly. Uh, but yes, a very warm welcome, everybody. And thanks for listening. So um, as is our way, listeners, I haven't got a clue what we're going to talk about other than this, <laughs> this particular episode is the third of the um, Spirit Moves Me. Could it be magic? Yes. I mean, an intriguing title. And if you've listened to the first two, um, you'll probably be aware that you're in for a zany ride over the next 30 <laughs> minutes or so, as is the way with, with Gail and I. I haven't got a clue what we're going to say, where it's going to take us. We'll probably end up giggling, laughing, crying. Who knows what we'll end up doing? Where do we go from here, Gail? Where do we go? Well, I think you have mentioned in the past about singing, but we had rain here in England, Paul, yesterday. So I think if I start singing today and, and the sun goes, I probably will be lynched in East Yorkshire. So might might leave the singing. Well, keep teasing people, don't we? Keep teasing people. But I will see eventually. You sang last week and you was very, very good, but I'm not so sure I'm ready yet or our listeners are ready yet. So... <laughs> I might just come. <laughs> and that's generally known, listeners, in uh, international language as a cop-out. <laughs> Blame the weather. Yeah, Gail has been guilty like... Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Being a true guilty Brit, she's, she's bringing in the weather. Anyway, that aside. <laughs> so, Gail, as you say quite rightly, we've spoke about a lot of things. Love's usually not been a million miles away from the central theme, you know, particularly self-love. So spirit moves me. Let's focus in on that word spirit. What does that mean to you? I think, let me see, how can I generalise this? That's a big, big topic to talk about. We probably haven't got time here. Um, Spirit is... I guess it's all around us. I think ordinarily, if you say spirit, um, automatically you think of ghosts and and haunted things and and the horror aspect, I suppose, from from media. But actually, spirit to me is probably what's inside you. So I would automatically go to your spirit. So mine, spirit, for example, I would consider myself quite resilient, um, quite fun, easygoing. Um, but I can be feisty and, you know, um, when you have to be and when life makes you step up. So to me, I suppose, um, spirit to me is, is your core, your spirit. What do you think, Paul? 
I'll tell you what I'm, I'm smiling at there is when you said feisty, um, my middle daughter, she's five foot two and I call her my little pocket <laughs> battleship because she is <laughs> very uh, demure physically, beautiful girl, yep. beautiful soul, but feisty. Mm. Um, anyway, I digress. That was what initially came to mind, listeners. Funny, isn't it, how we can have a thread of conversation, be listening, be present, and something will crop into our mind around, which is probably might even be totally irrelevant to the main theme of what's being said or being, and that's the distraction of the mind, isn't it? And just shows us how we can end up in a different place because we think somebody said X when really what they were trying to say was Y or Z. Just this whole kind of thing of this, where does our spirit take us? Where are we in any particular moment, in any given moment in time? What state are we in? You know, if Gail was talking to me now and I just come off the back of, say, attending a, a funeral, for example, and Gail being a bubbly, um, buoyant kind of character, my state wouldn't be in that, wouldn't be aligned. And so this is kind of old mismatch at times, isn't it? This misalignment that we have as people. And I think that's what spirit does. It bridges that gap to say, okay, allow myself to be lifted. And key words there, allow myself to be lifted. And that's what spirit, in a long-winded answer, Gail, that's what spirit is for me. Oh, I... Oh, I totally agree. That's a great way to look at it. Um, you know, my brain diverted to the, the ghosts and the ghoulies because you think spirit, you know, something supernatural or paranormal, but it actually isn't. You know, we've all got our own spirit and someday your spirits are high um, say that, and, and some days they're low. And, you know, it is up to you to, to bring those this, this spirits up. Um, I think there's a term, I'm probably showing my age here, but when you say, you know, I'm in good spirits, um, you know, meaning happy, you're, you're lively, um, you know, and I think it is, it is your core, whether your, your spirit's good or happy, or sometimes you have down days. So if you as a person can raise someone's spirits, I mean, how powerful is that? Mm. Looking at it from an, a more external perspective, I mean, the example I've shared there, actually, listeners, was only, I think, one half of the coin. You know, I put the emphasis on me shifting my world to, say, resonate with Gail's, that she's in a happy mood and I'm not so much in a happy mood because I've just attended a, a funeral or what. I just use that as a polarised example. But that's me. But actually, Gail, isn't it true or is it true shouldn't presume or assume that spirit also has an external aspect as well a higher power some might even say there's something out there something indefinable or is there i offer this as a suggestion rather than a statement to say this thing this spirit that's outside can have a massive massive effect in our life Oh, absolutely. And that's that's a totally different subject in terms of universe and, you know, and how things work, why we're here as humans, etc. I suppose going back to with you say what what brings it home for me is um, with you saying about the funeral element. I'm sorry to hear that. And, you know, I suppose with life, there is death and it's kind of one of those. I think for us humans are saying goodbye to the dead. It, 
really we should, you know, although it's a sad business, we should then focus on, you know, the, the gratitude that we are here living, you know, that's, for me, I saw um, somebody, uh, somebody that had passed to the other side and I looked at, at them sort of lying there and, and it was apparent to me that that was just a shell, that was just mm. a body and that the, to my mind, my rational rationalization, I can say that word, it's Monday, uh, Tuesday even, um, was that the spirit had left and, and my first thought and my intuitive thought was that yeah the spirit the essence of that person ha- has gone and and passed over to, to wherever or well, you know everybody has different beliefs on this and there's no evidence uh, real evidence that you know the afterlife and, and if you want to go down that road so you know it's very much about living here and now so that kind of I don't know comforted me which makes me sound a little strange I guess but it kind of comfort thinking right it is your spirit that's your human essence I guess and the the higher power that's all around us for example the world you know the universe the trees what makes things grow what what gives us life um I guess is could you could you maybe perceive that spirit Paul definitely in my personal world yes definitely that that come to knowing that accepting that surrendering of that and let's just use, listeners, that general term of higher power, because for some, and there is no judgment on this, um, that might be God, it might be Allah, it might be spirit, it might be universe, it might be whatever. And if I can be allowed to share my own insights around that, why that is so powerful and intimate and personal, I know I've gone on record many times of saying that is by far, for me personally, the most intimate relationship of all, even say beyond a a physical or or romantic relationship where, you know, a couple, they, they share, they share that real deep intimacy, either physically, emotionally, or even indeed spiritually. My own relationship, there's a level higher than that. And it's source because without source, in my humble opinion, what have we got? Try talking on a mobile phone as a communication instrument without plugging it into an external source. Sooner or later, the internal battery will run flat and it will become meaningless and useless. And I think for me, that's a great metaphor for, for humans. We need, or I need, let me take ownership, I need to plug into an external source for my power because otherwise I'm running on, on empty brackets ego oh yeah i'm full of me i'm yeah this is all about me and that's a very shallow and i speak one that spent a long 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 time in that space so i am you know at the risk of sounding egotistical a self-proclaimed expert on the ego because i would argue not justify but argue that kept me kept me alive for many years so a uh, bit of a mixed bag there, Gail, but might be a trifle heavy. I don't know. But uh, as is our way, we'll be all over the dance floor. <laughs> really powerful, Paul. And, and I, I resonate with what you're saying. You know, people have different views. People have different. And, you know, it's a taboo subject that some people think, oh, you know, are you a bit crazy talking about source and energy? But I've noticed with in terms of, you know, it, my past and found peace and comfort 
in the outdoors, for example, the external. And you kind of feel, you know, when you breathe and you you feel the outdoors, you, you smell the outside and you do feel a part of the, the bigger picture that, you know, everything has a cycle in life, whether it's trees, whether it's plants, whether it's humans, you know, we grow, we learn and, you know, we, we have children that carry on that cycle and, you know, then we pass pass away and it's, it's kind of, you know, that's the cycle of, of, of life, I guess. So, so life and energy and source. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you on what, what you're saying on there. Um, we're a bigger picture. We have the, the energy that we attach to. And, and as humans, we're very complex beings. And a lot of people search and search in life for their purpose, for, you know, what, what they want to do. But I mean, mine is simple. Mine is, you know, be happy, be here in the moment, enjoy each day. Um, a lot of people have had this conversation many times about being present. I think we've mentioned it in the past. And it's so many people are, are living, some are living in the past and, you know, that's not always a good place. And a lot of people are just living in, in the future. You know, oh, if I earn this amount of money, I can buy this car or I can buy this holiday and you know you're not enjoying life as it is now and uh, there again I've gone off on one um but it is <laughs> it's kind of you're not not living in the present and enjoying you know whether it's energy whether it's um universal whether whatever people you know people believe in in God and and churches and they go to worship and it's I think it's about finding that inner peace and um, that inner comfort and whatever that portrays to, to you yeah if that makes sense it makes perfect sense and I think on the voyage of discovery the voyage of self-discovery you know and yet again this is my own truth not because it's convenient to believe and it's some quick fix because it's certainly not been a quick fix for me it's been a lifetime's voyage of discovery um, making sense of of pain of addiction of violence you know, and all that darkness that prevailed for many years and, and coming to terms with that and asking, yeah, but why? You know, spending years in victimhood, poor old me. Why does this always happen to me? You know, and all, and all that kind of stuff. And then actually just reframing it and the gratitude for the gift of life, which is my first of my five L's value, life, because without life, there isn't anything. And just sort of knowing that those years of darkness like a beautiful flower is planted in dark earthy soil before it can grow and bloom and I think that's a great metaphor yet again for us as humans but we tend to get really bogged down in this human stroke excuse me uh ego victim mode mentality don't we and as I say I, I speak about myself there listeners rather than cast the judgment on the outside world and until you realize um, that, you know, we are a trillion times much more than what we think we are. And it's that conditioning from an early age that, you know, one of the great phrases I like to coin is, who on earth do you think you are? And say it in that almost semi-accusatory tone to stress a point that, you know, unless we've been on this or even starting on this voyage of self-discovery, can wager who you think you are is actually not who you are. And, you know, that modern day term of being enlightened, uh, however enlightened we think we are, 
we're constantly on that voyage of self-discovery. It's a beautiful place to be. And what, you know, just bringing in your point, Gail, about the happiness that it gives, you know, back to that word again, that self-love um, that, that it gives us. Because for me, the simplicity, you know, people say life is so complicated. I get that. It is if you let the head rule. Absolutely it is because it's chaotic absolutely chaotic and that yet again you know having spent decades in addiction and you know we're one and one made seven at the bottom of a bottle um i totally get that darkness and that chaos but when you strip it all out and empty the bottle and you realize that life really is a very simple game so who am i who am i i am consciousness I'm developing that consciousness all the time. That's it. I'm consciousness. Yes, I might be in a male body. Yes, I might have uh, jet black hair. What bit I've got. Um, but that's that's just physical. That's superficial. That's going to come and go. You know, I often hear this thing about, oh, you know, she's a beautiful woman. Mm. Do you not prefer the term she's a beautiful soul? Because her physical looks, be it male or female, they're going to pass, mm. you know, and so there's this whole kind of deeper resonance of, okay, who am I? Consciousness. What's my purpose? My purpose is to shine brighter and to leave a legacy of love in the world. That's it. We're passing through in this physical form called a human being. So like you quite rightly, in my humble opinion, uh, Gail, allude to, let's enjoy it along the way. And do you know what? If we flirt with one or two human pleasures in life called perish the thought happiness that's not a bad thing either because that's going to make us shine brighter no, totally and you know i mean listening to you there it's I'm, I'm on the same page with that it's i'm what we amass in our life at journey from day one to, to when we pass over is 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 the physical it's it's needs it's whether it's ego driven um you know we don't we, we arrive with nothing and we'll leave with nothing we, we can't physically take anything with us so everything that we have in life it is just either well i guess to, to feed the ego if it's materialistic things or for me it's experiences and it's memories i'm i'm a, a one for taking pictures and you know because when you're, when my kids, for example, you know, you can't physically, you've got memories, but you can't physically remember what it's like to, you know, see them, to see them laugh as babies, to see. So any memories, you know, photos, videos, and, and that's how, and, and, and books and things written down is how I believe you can leave your legacy. It's not through, um, you know, I saw a quote, gone many many years ago and it was um a lady had put they're not going to stand up at a funeral and said oh she was a great person because she had loads of designer shoes <laughs> they're gonna say you know she was a good person because she helped people or she made a difference that beauty um, that you that you said we're very much focused in social media and I, and I get it um you know they, they use beauty and the idealistic to promote products and sell things and brands that's that's how we're conditioned as humans um but you're right uh, somebody said to me um you know you are a beautiful person on the inside and that meant more to me than you know any amount of you know wow you're you're beautiful or you look 
do you know what I mean? It mm. it, it does um, because that as a person, me as that core, it is going to last throughout my life. Um, like you say, as you get older, <laughs> looks fade. Um, you know, and I I would definitely like to pass that on and send that message out there today. You know, good people are hard to find, and it's it'd be much much nicer if the world was run with more good people um good things happen if you do nice things to people nice uh, people do nice things back if you do bad things there again it comes back on you and you know I will my legacy I've made two beautiful children that you know will then maybe go on to, to have their own children and that you know my legacy my being will um pass that on I wasn't shown as much love as a child that I should have had. And yes, like you, Paul, it, it could have been right. OK, pity party. And you, you go to dark times and you, you know, you experience that rite of passage. But when you come through the other side, it makes you appreciate things a lot more. I've worked with the veterans that have been, you know, suicidal. They've ended up homeless. And, and what's come out of it and what's set them back on their path is keeping things simple. Roof above your head, your bills paid, and the love of other humans in whatever shape or form that is for you. So, you know, it is, it's about being that light, being that beacon and, and having love and, and being love. I, I look at my children every day and think, wow, you know, they're, they're amazing. And I have lovely people in my life that love me um, for me. And, you know, that is worth more than any amount of money in the world. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I totally agree with you. We've got uh, we've got a bit serious, Gail and I, on this dance today. I don't know what the dance equipment. Yeah, last week was we? quite jovial. Wasn't oh, yeah, it? it was jovial, <laughs> but there's a there's a serious message in that, Paul. You know, I think it's all. I mean, life is like hard stuff. I think if you can make a joke of life uh, as much as you can, I do. I don't take myself a hundred percent seriously. I'm serious when I have to be for business, and I'm serious, you know, in in some aspects. But I think you've got to you've got to be jovial in life. Um, they say you should spend a day with a three year old to um, see, you know, the life through the lens of a three-year-old and somebody, you know, very old, say, say retirement age, to then appreciate, um, you know, where you're letting life pass you by, for example. So, yes, let's let's end it on a happier, happier, joking note. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So spending time with the three-year-old listeners. So, Gail, I think you've spent time with the three-year-old today because my mother spent years saying, Paul, you've never, ever grown up. You've never grown up since you was a child. And although I don't think she meant it as a compliment, I certainly took it as one. So uh, welcome to the three-year-old show today. (laughs) And, um, you know, just just going back to that young note, uh, listeners, and on the humorous note, um, semi-humorous, you know, I think it's, you know, when I look in the mirror, I have a shave in the morning and I tell myself, Paul, what an handsome boy you are. I mean, my mother used to, you know, to bring in my mother uh, again. She used to say, oh, Paul, I don't know where you get this delusion from. And I just used to say, mother, it's in the genes. But it's a great way, delusion. You know, even with with our own mother, our own parents, people that are close to us, there is that kind of, not from a point of view of malice, but there is that judgment of how they see us or how they think we we should be. 
But it's, it's, you know, to go back to that word spirit, Gail, it's about actually, I think, what's it? you know, allowing yourself to be that free spirit, getting in touch with your heart. You know, where is that taking you? Never mind all the constraints and the expectations, you know, of the outside world. You shouldn't do this because, you know, one of the threads of conversations I've been having recently, and this is just one of many, because I get involved in all kinds of philosophical debates, uh, moral dilemmas, as you can imagine, and some some of them are even on podcasts. Um, so was the age thing. So I've got a, I wouldn't necessarily say a friend, but an acquaintance in Spain um, who is 70 plus years. And this is totally left field listeners, but let's play with it. See, we're one of many things. Um, so anyway, she said, Paul, I'm going on a date inside. So, okay. Well, you're, you're single. Why don't you go on it? And I said, because it's not my bag. I'm not, you know, for me to have a connection with somebody, I, it's got to be deep and that's got to be, you know, well, it's got to be deep and, you know, would I find that on a uh, dating site? Probably shouldn't judge, but my attitude is, no, it's not for me. Anyway, we so we got talking about this. And as I say, this lady's kind of set, uh, in her early to mid 70s. And and she, I shall spare listeners the details because some of it was quite, um, <laughs> yeah, how can I put it? I mean, she's a lady of respect. You know, she she's a, she's, she's a quality lady at the risk of sounding judgmental. But she put a profile on there that just, let's say, would attract comments akin to spending a, a romantic weekend with a 20-year-old, for example. <gasps> and I said, that's fascinating. Um, but you understand that you're going to get judged very, very harshly by the outside world on that. And to her immense credit, she said, I could not care less. She said, I wouldn't go out regularly with a 20 year old because the gap between us would be too immense in terms of life's experiences. But for a kind of fun way, a fun weekend between two consenting adults, why not? And I actually sort of coined the phrase moral dilemma. And she said, but why is it a moral dilemma? You know, if people are, you know, it's only the outside world that are going to judge. So it brought in the whole thing, Gail, didn't it, of the, um, the labels, the conditioning that we have from, you know, you should do this, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't go out with somebody, I don't know, X amount of years younger, stroke older. You should, you should, you should. And I think it's it was fascinating for me because I really have opened up that particular thread of conversation with many people since to say, okay, you know, you're of a certain age, say, I don't know, whatever it is, say 60, 70, 80. What's the youngest stroke oldest person you would go out with? Just as an example and the variance. And it doesn't matter what the question is. But it just shows you how we have these conditionings that if we can take those shackles off, I personally believe that life is so much more enjoyable. Any thoughts around any of that, Gail? There's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's an interesting because I have mixed thoughts on, on both that. I mean, practicalities wise, and I suppose you, the, the age gap, you're going to have a divide in terms of knowledge. And um, I mean, 
there's two sides for me on that one. And that's a really good question because, you know, she's six in her 60s and, um, you know, you're looking at a 20 year old. It's kind of, I don't know. I totally get what you're saying. I think in terms of their souls connect and, you know, they have that. It's only the same as if they, you know, they were friends and they were having a conversation. You know, I've got a mixture of older friends and, you know, so there's no age. It depends on quite an old soul. So I can relate to, to older people very, very easily. However, I suppose with you saying the dating side and the physical side, I suppose that's where I would, whether you call it conditioning or that's probably where I, I would frown upon, I suppose, a little in the sense of um, the, the physical side. But then again, you know, two consenting adults, it's, it's each to their own in, in that sense. So, um, you know, at 20, they're, I guess they're old enough to, to make their, their own mind up. But I don't know. There's mixed feelings there. As a mother, you know, if it was my son or daughter, would I frown upon it? Or would I, I possibly would have something to say? However, I would judge it on merit and, you know, happiness. And, you know, if like you say, it's it's focusing on the happiness and maybe the love side, maybe some so much the conditioning. It would have to be one I'd have to sort of look at in, in merit on that one. I'm not going to outwardly commit and say I would frown upon it, but I probably would look at some sort of judgmental side on it, in my opinion, um, and, and what whatever I thought on that sense. Mm. But I don't judge anybody mm-hmm. and never have and never, never would. Um, my opinion would be would be that. And if, if two people, you know, are old in, you know, old and obviously adults, then then it is, it's up, up, up to them. Um, you know, people shouldn't be frowned upon just for, for being happy, I guess. Mm. Well, apparently, just to put some context into this, the science, the research says there's actually a formula. I thought there'd be there's always a formula to sort out life, isn't there? There's always a kind of one plus one equals X solution. Anyway, the the formula is this. So you take the age. This this is to find out your partner's lower end of the age. So you take the age, say, let's say in this case, 72, half it. 36, add on seven, 43. So the 72-year-old, according to the theory, could be with a 43-year-old as a partner. That's, and then obviously, and then the reverse uh, works, you know, the other way. So, yeah, it's just interesting to see how, yet again, society shapes this, offers us a formula. Well, for my take upon that, Um, irrespective of the labels, black, white, gay, straight, you know, all the labels, we know all about them. We're conditioned from a very early age. Um, They're all around us. But I think that when two people are connected, you know, first and foremost, I suppose the old cliche is they fall in love. Okay, well, what does that even mean? But I think when they're deeply connected, that's, you know, that for me trumps love. And that absolutely obliterates any label, be that black, white, you know, young, old, whatever. Me personally. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that, Paul. Mm. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, totally. So um, anyway, a bit of a deep one again. Um, as we come towards the close, girl, I think, yeah, I mean, you know, respecting massively what you said at the top of the dance, 
around not wanting to sing, but I don't know. Are we shortchanging our listeners here if we, because we've been, we're, I don't know if threatening is the right word, we've been promising to do this for, well, this is the third one now, so I don't you know, Gail, I don't know. There's got to be, sure. we've got to be accountable here. We've got to be accountable, <laughs> girl. Um, so I, I'm not such a great singer. <laughs> it's, it's not something that... I actually might we might actually put our listeners off if I start singing so <laughs> it's not my thing I'm more of a movement more of a, a dance but it's it's probably maybe, maybe we'll we'll do that one in futures I'm a, a dancer not a singer <laughs> um, right well I think what we've got to do girl because um you know we've got to be true to first and foremost ourselves and then also our listeners so I'm going to propose, I mean, you know, I gave you a proposal in the previous episode. <laughs> I'm going to give you another proposal that we we have another, <laughs> we have a fourth, because we was going to do this mini series of three, and obviously this is the yeah, third. Three. Yeah. yeah, I think we've got one more, and we need to make the pledge to other listeners that it is going to be, you know, a very, very musical some might even say, you know, taking on board your point, Gail, about living in the past. So let's replace that with the word nostalgic. Trip down memory lane, you know, about when you were, you and I were teenagers, which was probably, I don't know what, 10 years ago or so? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> when we both passed our maths exam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've only just passed my driving test, Paul, so that's yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I still get asked for ID when I go in a, a pub or something. It's uh, It can be downright embarrassing, Same. I can tell you. I can tell you. <laughs> so um, is, is there one more left in this dance, Gail? Because we got a little bit... Uh, hey, listen, it was great. Because we was in the moment and it took us where it took us. And isn't that, listeners, the epitome of life that, you know, as happy, joyous and as buoyant as we may be, you know, every now and again, it's about allowing ourselves to say, do you know what? Don't quite feel at the races today or do you know what? Even the sun doesn't shine every day. And that's fine. That's part of that self-acceptance, isn't it? So I think uh, just the thought, Gail, that, I don't know, what do you feel? Is there one more dance left in us? I think so. I think we've touched on a couple of topics in this one that we could expand on for sure. And I think the message that we're trying to get across, Paul, you know, is you're totally right. Every day isn't um, a happy, happy dance. I mean, you can affect your mindset totally, but you've kind of got to have the... The darker times that, you know, in order to appreciate the happy times and, you know, if you equate that to the weather, for example, you know, we have rain, we have thunder, we have storms. But then when the sun comes out, we appreciate the sun. And, you know, I think that's kind of how we are in life and as humans that, you know, everything isn't, uh, you know, I don't wake up and sing the sound of music like um, uh, Julie Andrews every day, but I wake up with think, right, I'm going to do this today. And, you know, it, it may be a case of I've got a list of maybe bills to pay or there's some calls you don't want to make. or And it's a case of think, right, well, let's get that done. Done that. Got, got business and, and work and whatever, you know, that there is to do. And then, you know, try and find some sort of happiness each day. So maybe that could be a thought for us, um, Paul. Maybe we could find find a little bit of happiness each day. 
even if it's something small. And maybe our mm. listeners could maybe have a think about that um, for another another time. Mm. Contact details, Gail. How do people reach out, find out more about you? Sure, thanks. Um, you can get me on any social media platform. So have a look at my YouTube channel um, under my name, Gail Acaster. That's got loads of information and a little bit of insight to, to what I do. There's my website, www.gailacaster.co.uk. I'm also on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as at GA Recruitment Limited. So have a look on there. And that's got loads of information there as well. So thanks for that, Paul. No problem at all. I think the best way to sign off here, listeners, um, is to say, Gail, OK, so on the uh, the fourth one, the next uh, podcast episode on this um, Spirit Moves Me, could it be magic theme? Um, let's, have a, let's have a song. Let's keep ourselves accountable to a song. I've got one in mind that... I think needs to start the next episode. So, and we're going to hold each other accountable. We're accountable to our listeners, not in a heavy way or anything like that, but we're going to dance with this. We're going to play with it. I've got a perfect song in mind, but before I do, we can call this a gentleman's excuse me, ladies privilege and all that. You give us a suggestion, Gail, of where, what song do you think would set the tone for us on the next dance, so to speak? Um, let me think, because we've covered a multitude of subjects, haven't we, from, from life to appreciating life to uh, death to... So I've got in my mind, I've got The Show Must Go On um, from uh, Freddie Mercury's Queen, and that's just literally mm. popped into my mm. head. So that's not so sure if that would um, kind of fits with what... I've just got the could it be magic that's a perfect one for, for what we're doing um I don't know we need something so you, you go Paul I'll, I'll hand this one over <laughs> to you because I've got loads running through my mind but your you know music is food for the soul and you're very good at um choosing that so no over to I'll pass my um gesture back to you thank you very much well, I appreciate that, and I humbly accept. But uh, in the age-old chivalry act, at least she was given the opportunity to um, to say. Mine's very simple: Nat King Cole, "Smile." Ah, right, love it. Yes, yes, very good. I like that. And um, I would wager, listener, because you know we've got to be able to, uh, and I use the term loosely, sing this. And and I think you know that's a fairly easier one i mean like the show must go on yes oh, i think i had to be very challenging be quite a belter. <laughs> yeah i mean uh, maybe a belter that, one, one day. that goes under the advanced bracket uh, for me anyway um, so uh, yeah no smile gail that's, i shall practice that one i shall yeah. practice that one Okay, so there we well, have I'll, it. Well, I'll sing, I'll sing along with you on that, Paul, I think. <laughs> I think uh, rather than, I um, don't think I'm ready for a solo yet, so I'll sing that one along with you. So there you go, listeners. I'll sing along with you, Paul, to smile. Okay, it's uh, it's it's written, <laughs> listeners. There is a, a pledge there. There is a commitment that it will happen. And yes. uh, on that um, promising note, it's time to sign off by saying, <laughs> remember, the game's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. 
Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond 